Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. My guest today is Lucas Neves and he is here to talk about the Portuguese Empire. But before we go into the Portuguese Empire in the 16th century, which uh, will be very interesting, I'm sure, I got a quick announcement because just today, this week, my podcast, Well That Aged Well, have teamed up with TNC.com. Okay, that's not canon production which uh, is a podcast site with loads of interesting podcasts, not just mine, but several many fascinating podcasts from musicals to history, movies, you name it, they got it. Uh, if you are interested in checking the site out, I don't will put the link in the description. And I just, I just my first question to you before we go in, because you're Brazilian, right? Is that why you got the is that why you got the interest in the Portuguese Empire? Well, you, mostly because the the Portuguese are our, our forefathers. Yeah. So most of Brazilians uh, have a Portuguese ancestry, and that's my case as well. So early in the school, we learn about the Portuguese Empire and and stuff about that. And since the, the, my early days at school, that subject uh, fascinates me. And I, I chose it to, to follow the, the professional, professional path as a historian due to my interest in the Portuguese history, yeah. Yeah. And you, what, why do you wish to start with the Middle Ages? What does the Middle Ages have to do with the Portuguese expansion into Asia, which we are going to focus about today? So why, why does, yeah. what does the Middle Ages have to do with this? Yeah, well, uh, before we, we, we could start talking about the, the early Portuguese expansion to Asia, um, it's fundamental to talk about the the, the middle the middle ages and the, uh, I will I will explain why uh, the the concept of crusade uh, had a, a fundamental role in the in the early Portuguese expansion both in 15th and 16th centuries. Uh, and I and I, uh, we can recall it from the the Iberian Reconquista, which was the military movement of the northern uh, Iberian Christian kingdoms uh, of conquering the the Muslim land south from the south of uh, the peninsula of the Iberian Peninsula. Well, uh, the Australianist monarch in the 9th and 10th centuries uh, 
started to taking lands in the Douro region uh, in today's Portugal. Uh, the, it's the border of what is today the northern region of Portugal, Porto, Bragança, those cities. Uh, the long process, which lasted 400 years, was finalized when uh, Ferdinand and Isabel took Granada in, in 1495. It, it was a long process of uh, the Christian kingdoms of the peninsula uh, taking, reconquering the peninsula from the, the Muslims. Was this from the Arabian Empire? Um, it's not the, the, the Arabian Empire, but uh, the, the Muslim, uh, Muslims invasions in the right. Iberian Peninsula started early in the, in the Middle Ages. Uh, and uh, it's not about an Arabian Empire, but several Muslim kingdoms, independent Muslim kingdoms in the Iberian Peninsula. Uh, well, the, uh, Portugal did not took part in the Crusades in Palestine since Rome prohibited it due to the Muslim threat in the, in, in the very Iberian Peninsula, you know? Why would Portugal, uh, uh, the Portuguese kingdom, uh, why would uh, the Portuguese kingdom send uh, several soldiers to, <laughs> to Asia when, when Muslims were, uh, were at the door, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so be between 1140 and 1217, eight fleets of crusaders from the Northern Europe uh, heading to Palestine were intercepted by the Portuguese in order to help the, to conquer the cities of Lisbon which which was the the capital city of Portugal from the 13th century from today to today, uh, Silves and Alcácer do Sal. The, the those cities uh, were near Lisbon and they they held important um, strategic positions to defend the, the rest of the kingdom in the north. You know. The, king, the conquering of lands uh, to the Muslims that shaped what today is Portugal finished in 1249 when the King Afonso III managed to conquer the city of Faro in Algarve. Now, Algarve is the, the region uh, in the south of Portugal, what, of what is today, of what is Portugal today. Um, and it was the last region to be conquered by Portugal in the uh, Iberian Reconquista. Um, well, during the, the Middle Ages, the, the, the Crusades, uh, how can I say it? The Crusades was a, a very important military movement that aimed to, to take the Holy Land from the Muslims. It, uh, the Crusades, uh, uh, the ideological uh, foundations for the Crusades uh, was the concept of just war uh, by Saint Augustine of Hippo, according to which a war should be declared in order to repair some injustice. In the case, the, injust the injustice for the, the Christians uh, is that the, the land where Jesus Christ was born and and 
and resurrect was in, in Muslim control. So uh, that's why the, 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 the Crusades were held. I mean, th that was the alleged uh, fundamentation, motivation for it. Uh, the Crusades uh, uh, made that uh, several holy orders were established uh, and with the, the objective to take the Holy Land back from the Muslims. The dissolution right. of the Knights Templar in 1312 made the kings of Europe in which uh, Helms the Templars had properties to take them and found their own military orders. In Portugal, the King Denis I founded the Order of Christ and became its grandmaster. That would have key, uh, that, that order would have key importance in the Portuguese expansion until its dissolution in the 18th century. So the Holy War in Portugal became a crown's business and gave ideological sustentation for the early stages of the Portuguese expansion in the 16th uh, century. Um, that's why the Middle Ages is so important for us to understand the, the early expansion, the early Portuguese expansion to Asia, because the, in a certain extent, it was, uh, uh, there is a continuation between the, the Crusades and the Iberian Reconquista and the, the, the Portuguese expansion. Right. Which brings us to the House of Avis. And how, what did they, the, I mean, if I really remember right, they were the first kingdom, king, kings and king, king, royal family in Portugal, if you will. Right? Well, how did they have, what did they have to do with the foundation of the Portuguese empire? Well, um, the, the House of Avis was uh, the second dynasty in the history of Portugal. Right. The first dynasty was the, was the dynasty of Burgundy. The, the king that, found, uh, that did found Portugal in 1143, uh, Afonso, he was the uh, grandchild of the Duke of Burgundy in France a branch of the Robertine dynasty. Uh, so the, the first dynasty in, in, in Portugal was the, was, uh, the Burgundy dynasty, a uh, family from France. Uh, the, the, the end of the Burgundy dynasty in Portugal actually uh, uh, made that uh, the Avis dynasty uh, uh, could uh, rise to power. The, the crisis of the succession crisis of 1383 happened when the only daughter of the, uh, King Ferdinand I, the last king of the Burgundy, Burgundy dynasty in Portugal, uh, the only, his only daughter, he, he, he thought it would be a, a great idea if he married her to the King of Castile, the King Juan of Castile. Uh, it would bring Portugal under Castilian rule, what did upset Kingdom's nobility. The Portuguese nobility was absolutely in panic because uh, 
Portugal would virtually be annexed by, by Castile, you know? <laughs> uh, and uh, King Ferdinand died in October of 1383. And the kingdom fell in anarchy for two years. There, 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 um, there was no ruler at all. <laughs> you know, uh, the thing was imploding until the Portuguese Parliament of Coimbra uh, chose uh, João, a bastard brother of King Ferdinand uh, and Grand Master of the Order of Avisas King. Uh, João was the, the uh, a bastard son of the King Peter I of Portugal, and he early his early life in her in his early life he was um, directed to um, to the ecclesial life. You know he he had. Um, Poverty and chastity ordinations in the in the time that he was um, chosen as king of Portugal, but he managed to to get rid of it and 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 to marry and to start a dynasty. <laughs> uh, well, the 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 rise of uh, John the first of Portugal did not allow the Castilian king pretension to the Portuguese throne since he was married with the presumptive heir of the last king of Burgundy dynasty. So uh, King Juan of, of Castile invaded Portugal with 32,000 men, uh, but uh, John I managed to beat him with his um, 7,000 men army he had uh, in the Battle of Aljubarrota in 1385. Uh, the King, King John I of Portugal was, was, got help from the King of England uh, because he married uh, an, uh, a niece of him. Um, so uh, the 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 King of England sent tons of, of, of archers to Portugal. And uh, in the Battle of Aljubarrota, John I managed to, to, to make the archers uh, uh, do all, all the job, you know, uh, the King of Castile's army with several, with hundreds of, of heavy cavalry. Uh, uh, was not a match for the, the English archers. So the peace with Castile was only reached in 1411. It was a long process until the, the, the until Portugal could get peace from Castile. Well, when the peace with Castile uh, come, came, uh, King John I was concerned about the Portuguese nobility. The Portuguese nobility, with no more wars to fight, become a threat to the peace with Castile itself, because the, since the nobility had, uh, had not more wars to, to fight, they, they wandering <laughs> in the, the Portuguese-Castilian border, looting and attacking some Cast Castilian villages and 
you know, it could uh, it could uh, make the the peace go go away very quick. So soon he managed to soon he decided to invade Ceuta, an important city in the north of Africa in 1415. For, for, for tons of Portuguese historians, the, the conquering of Ceuta in 1415 marks the beginning of the Portuguese empire. Okay, so why did, um, uh, it, it is a mistake to think that uh, the King John I invaded Ceuta only to keep his nobility occupied. Uh, so we need to remember that he was a bastard. He was a bastard son. And uh, everyone uh, knew it. And it was a stain in his, in his legitimacy. So, so he, he, did he want to prove himself? Was that why? Yes, exactly. Uh, do you remember that I said that the Holy War became a crown's business? And, uh, yeah. And I think that uh, was a symbol of prestige. In, in, so uh, the, the invasion to Celta was, uh, was uh, I mean, to, to reaffirm that he was a king. And, and as a Portuguese king, he would fight the Muslims, you know? Uh, it, it, it gets clear that he adopted the crusader the crusader idea no? um, because he because John the first and, and his successors um, asked for the Pope bulls of crusade in order to expand its domains the the, the thing is the early Portuguese expansions what would be the beginning of the Portuguese empire was made in a crusade configuration. You know, it is a, it is, it is a, a continuous process from the crusades to the beginning of the, the, the Portuguese expansion and the, the, the very structuration of the Portuguese empire in the subsequent centuries. Right. And uh, what what was for because this is after the Crusades, right? So what was European and Muslim relations like, especially Portuguese and Ottoman relations to specify? Well, um, the the Christian and uh, Christians let let's let's call Europe Christians and and the Ottoman empires the Mamluks uh, Muslims. Okay, just to yeah. to simplify. Uh, the Christian-Muslim relation in the in the in the end of the 15th century and the beginnings of the 16th centuries had as a stage the Mediterranean Sea, um, the and it was a tense relation. It the the Christians and Muslims. Uh, uh, did not have good relations at all at the time, you know. The the most of of the tensions uh, uh, spin toward the the 
the spice commerce, the spice commerce right. that came from India, and the muslins were basically the the, the they made the they intermediated the 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 commerce of Indian spices uh, from India to the the, the Christian Europe. So only a f only few uh, Italian city states, as Genoa and Venice, uh, got their hands in, in that delicious pepper, you know. Uh, right. So, but Portugal and Spain mostly wanted to to get to the source of spices themselves, in in order to to. Uh, to weaken the, the Muslims, you know, in a way that could not uh, intermediate anymore the, the the commerce of spices between India and the Christian Mediterranean. So okay. is that is that why and why they chose to go to India and try to conquer India and how how did they do so? How did they come across? Because I imagine they had to go around Africa, right, and that took quite some time. So tell me about about this, how they came to choose to expand to India. Okay, so um, the, the, the kings that uh, followed uh, John I of Portugal, um, they, they started uh, exploring the Atlantic coast of Africa. You know, um, the the, especially the King John II uh, that died in 1495, he made several forts in, in, in the region of today's Ghana in order to control some portions of land, uh, of the land reaching gold. Uh, he sent uh, expeditions, for example, of Jogokal that found the river Congo in 1488. And finally, Bartolomeu Dias discovered the passage of the Cape of Good Hope in 1488. So it was a, a long process that, um, that made that a king called Manuel I that uh, reigned between 1495 and 1521 uh that made him uh, be able to to reach india well the 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 reign of manuel i of portugal is considered to our days the most brilliant period in portuguese history <clears throat> but he was a kind of uh, megalomaniac guy you know he had an imperial project of conquering the whole north of africa and the very city of jerusalem According to several Portuguese historians, uh, this was a result of his deeply re religious upbringing. Uh, but his ideals uh, were shared by his close counselors and, and, and friends as well. The, the uh, I mean, the, they, they wanted to, to, to conquer Jerusalem, while in the rest of Europe, they they forgot this idea for, for the most part, you know, they, they were concerned more with uh, trying to, to strengthen the, 
the the crown's powers. So they have no interest in conquering Europe. They just wanted Asia. Yeah, exactly. And, and they went to to strengthen the the early modern state. You know, the to 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 get more control within their own countries before they started expanding. <laughs> Uh, both in Europe and in the overseas. Uh, well, why head to India? The spices. And what was preventing the Europeans to get the spices? The Muslims, okay? Yeah. Um, well, uh, in, in 1495, the Portuguese explorer um, Vasco da Gama uh, left Lisbon with his fleet and managed to reach Calicut in the western coast of today's India. He used the passage of the, the Cape of Good Hope discovered by Bartolomeu Dias. The, the relation of the Portuguese navigators and explorers with the crown uh, is a subject of study of several Portuguese historians, you know. Um, uh, Wherever a, a, a Portuguese explorer um, uh, did go, he, he used it to, to write memorials, instructions. It, it, these, do, these documents were uh, deeply, um, deeply uh, surrounded by secrecy, you know. Uh, few people could have access to them. And always that... Uh, a Portuguese explorer uh, would go uh, uh, for the crown to, to explore new, new lands and, and stuff like this, they had access to these documents. So are these, you know, are these documents available today or are they gone uh, for good? Yeah, yeah, they are available today. The most part of them are available today in Portuguese archives. So it was a, a, a process of uh, continuous uh, 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 knowledge building uh, towards the, the, the exploration of the world, you know. Uh, several generations of, of Portuguese explorers um, uh, helping each other with their instructions to, to get to India or things like that. Well, uh, from the 1500, the Portuguese presence in the Indian Ocean was encouraged by the crown. Right. Pedro Álvares Cabral, another famous Portuguese navigator, reached Calicut in September of uh, 1500 and asked for the governor of for the governor of the city to allow the Portuguese to build a trade post in the city, which he allowed. In December of the same year, the Portuguese tra trade post was attacked by Muslim and Hindu traders that did not want to lose the monopoly over, over Calicut trade activities. Infuriated by the loss of their trade post, the Portuguese burned 10 Muslim mer merchant ships anchored in the Bay of Calicut. But after they confiscated their, their loads, of course, <laughs> uh, before they, they, they burned the, the Muslim ships, they confiscated their, their, their loads. 
full of spice, spices and silk and things like that. Uh, Vasco da Gama, which was the, the first Portuguese navigator to reach India, uh, in another trip to Calicut in uh, 15 in 1503, demanded that Muslim traders were expelled from the city, what the governor did not accept. Gama then bombed the city, captured some ships, and returned to Portugal. But I'm, I'm just curious, were, were other European countries interested in reaching India as well, or was it just Portugal? Was there a competition about reaching India first, or was it just Portugal? Well, the Portugal and, and, and Spain were trying to reach India, uh, but, uh, but Portugal um, was the first country to achieve this. And for some time, uh, the, was the, the only one, the only European country to, to have access to the, the Indian Ocean. You know, when Vasco da Gama reached Calicut in 1498, Manuel I sent a letter <laughs> for Ferdinand and Isabel, the, the kings of Spain, uh, telling that uh, he reached he reached the the Indian Ocean and he would be very rich, and it would. Uh, allow him to, to, to conquer Jerusalem and so on. He was bragging <laughs> right. to Ferdinand and Isabel. Uh, and do you remember that when I said that the, the instructions of the Portuguese navigators to, to get to some places were secret? Right. So the the these documents were keeping secrecy and only uh, the ones that the portuguese crowd uh, allowed could have access to it and um, effectively uh, reach to india you know um, after vasco da gama pedro alvarez cabral read uh, uh, those instructions from vasco da gama and could easily uh, arrive in India. So, and, and this secret uh, uh, was held with a lot of steam. So then but, now... But, but eventually uh, the Spanish uh, found the, the Cape of Good Hope and, and also uh, reached to, to the Indian Ocean. So they now reached India, the Portuguese have reached India. How did they establish themselves in, in the country? What did, they, what did they do to establish? You touched briefly on this, but explain more in depth. How did they establish, establish their relation in India? Well, well okay. Uh, uh, the, the, the early modern kings, they used it to have uh, long titles for themselves, you know, um, oh, for example, the, the Holy Roman Emperor, who was the, the Emperor of the Romans, the King of Bohemia, the King of Hungary, the Duke of Styria, and so right. on, so on, so on. The, the, the title that uh, Manuel I uh, created for himself was uh, 
Uh, I'm taking it by heart, but uh, but but it's not so precise. Okay, uh, it was King of Portugal, Lord of Ethiopia, uh, Lord of the navigation of the the Indian Ocean, uh, Lord of the commerce of the the Asia, things like that. You know, but yeah. it it was almost a joke since the Portuguese in the in the first years in Asia didn't control anything. They, as I said, they, they sent some uh, explorers and then tried to, to make commerce, but they were not so well succeed. Uh, so why was that? Why did they, why did they not succeed in this? Oh, because uh, the Portuguese were few. And they were trying to 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 rule everything that moved, uh, and the 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 sultans and the the governors of independent uh, Indian cities just look at just looked at them and, and laughed, you know. So they yeah. had to 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 establish a consistent presence. In the Indian Ocean, in order to to get some respect and to control some some lines of of supplies of uh, uh, Indian spi spices uh, as they wanted to. Well, right. wishing to establish a consistent commerce uh, with Indian cities, the Portuguese crown created the Portuguese State of India in. Um, 1505. Uh, the Portuguese way of establishing presence in the Indian in the Indian Ocean was to control the commerce in those waters. They did it by conquering and and constructing coastal cities and forts. The Crown established the Portuguese state of India in order to enhance its control over the the Asian space trade. Space trade. The first governor of the state of Portuguese India was Francisco de Almeida. He was governor for five years. His, his, his time, his term in power uh, lasted until 1510. Well, Almeida's mission was to establish several forts in India, which he did in a very successful way. According to Sanjay Subramanian, a very famous Indian historian, the Portuguese global strategy during its early expansion in India in the 16th century was to trade whenever as possible and to wage war and to wage war when necessary. And this was in order to provide wealth enough for Manuel, for Manuel the First Imperial project, which, not, which never got even close to materialize itself. No, all the all the the Portuguese the Portuguese efforts to to establish control in India was to 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 provide financial means to for the imperial project of uh, Manuel the First, you know, a project that aimed to 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 reconquer Jerusalem. For, for the Christians. That's why the, the, the Portuguese early expansion to Asia had a strong, uh, a strong um, 
uh, crusade objective, you know, it was indeed a crusade, what the the Portuguese was doing in, in so you so would you say would you say it would would be kind of right to call this the fifth crusade? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if we could call it this way, but uh, it surely it surely have um, uh, how can I say uh, crusadistic purposes, right? You know. It it was not a, a crusade, but uh, it was. Um, it was a wannabe crusade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It, yeah, exactly. The, for example, uh, the successor of Francisco de Almeida as the governor of the Portuguese India, Alfonso de Albuquerque. Uh, he wanted to 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 find. The, the the Christians that uh, uh, were said to to exist in India, the the Christians of uh, Saint Thomas, uh, and uh, gather an army strong enough to to reconquer Jerusalem and burn Mecca to the ground. No, he, this was his objective. But he fails, of course. <laughs> Oh, of course he failed. <laughs> so they now they, they now have established themselves in India, and uh, yeah. how do they control the and take over the Asian Pacific Space trade from the Muslims? Well, uh, the Charles Boxer, um, a British historian, he said that the Portuguese in in, in Asia. They they had a talosocracy, which is a, a govern a government based in in coastal entreposts uh, to to control the the waters. The Portuguese the Portuguese at first were very well succeeded uh, in control the the commerce. Uh, the Portuguese had uh, several great generals that managed to conquer uh, key cities uh, that uh, that held control in, in in the commerce at the time. Uh, the first uh, the first half of the 16th century, uh, in the first half of the 16th century. The, the Portuguese uh, almost monopolized the, the, the spice trade in Asia. Portugal got very rich, but it, it lasted very few since, the, since other countries uh, managed to, to, to get to, to the Indian Ocean. And the prices of the, the Indian spices uh, uh, fell to the ground, you know. Uh, a pepper in the in the beginning of the 15th century uh, worthed lots of gold, but uh, in the middle of the 16th century, due to 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 a lot of offer of this product in Europe, the the prices uh, just fell down, and and uh, it was not it was not worth anything anymore. <laughs> Right, you know, 
So uh, how did they be, what do you mean by the Portuguese way in Asia? And was this how they behaved or was it the way they were treating the local people? There. Well, the, the the well, the Portuguese had uh, 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 Portugal uh, since always uh, had uh, problems with uh, population. You know, uh, uh, Portugal uh, uh, reached the mark of one million inhabitants uh, around the, the 17th century. So at the beginning of the 16th century, Portugal could not afford to send uh, hundreds or thousands of people to, to establish cities and start the thing from, from, from the dust. You know? uh, the Portuguese uh, uh, sailormen used it to marry with uh, with uh, women uh, at the place they were trying to conquer, you know? So right. uh, until uh, uh, today, uh, there are uh, many uh, Portuguese com communities in Asia, you know, uh, um, mixed race uh, communities in, 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 in Asia, in, in Brazil as well. <laughs> um, so uh, since they, they, there were not a lot of Portuguese men and women to, to populate the, the, the areas. Their empire, they just married with women uh, uh, that were there already, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it is very different of what happened in, with the... The Spanish Empire, for example, they use it to send uh, uh, hundreds of, of people to populate America and 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 stuff. Um, in, for example, in the in the Spanish Empire in in America, uh, the son of two Spanish uh, born. Uh, a couple that was born in America, he was considered a second uh, class uh, person in Spain, you know, while in the Portuguese empire, in Africa, in Asia, in Brazil, uh, the, the sons of the Portuguese men with a uh, woman of color, they held important offices and they used it to be uh, governors and they use it to be uh, bishops you know but that's not why the portuguese were were good people or something like that <laughs> they just uh, hadn't people enough to do what was necessary yeah you know thank you very much for coming on the podcast i think we covered basic history of the portuguese expansion to asia and before we go, I want to say once again that we team up with TNC.com, aka That's Not Canon Production. A link will be in the description. If you're wondering what TNC is, it's more or less a streaming service for podcasts, except it's free. 
So you go go check him out. You don't got anything new, so you might find a podcast in your interest, and guarantee you you will find a podcast in your interest. And my podcast is there as well, so you can find mine and many others. That's worth check, definitely worth checking out. Again, I will post a link in the description to tnc.com. That is T and C. And uh, we are also in Instagram at well.h12 on YouTube, well.h12. You can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever most you can find most podcasts these days. My guest has been Lucas Nevis. Thank you for coming. This has been well.h12. I'll see you next time. The pleasure is all mine. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.